Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to, to this week's edition of Grecian's Gossip uh, with me, David Byram, uh, Daniel Clark, Hello. and Jamie Hawkins. Hello. Uh, plenty to, to discuss this week. Uh, I guess uh, the first place to, to start is uh, the, the defeat to, to West Brom on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, Jamie, you're obviously helping me cover the game for, for Devon Live. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think it was one of those where... I mean, you just got to hold your hands up and say, being by a better team, a better quality team, a Premier League team, of course. Um, but in a way, there was a sense of frustration, I think, from a few people that we conceded two soft goals, two avoidable goals, um, and had we taken certain chances like Jane and Stockley's, it could have been a, a different um, different outcome. You know, the second half we played pretty well. Um, perhaps West Brom might not have given up but taken the foot off the gas because they had the game more or less wrapped up. Um, so, you know, it was just one of those games that was disappointing to lose, of course, but, you know, on reflection, when you saw the West Brom team, it's such a strong team that Alan Pardew played, it was always going to be a, a tricky ask on a, a difficult pitch. Um, but yeah, it was certainly a case of what, what could have what could have been had those goals been avoided and chances taken. Uh, Dan, as, as Jamie said, two soft goals, I guess that always left City with an uphill battle. Yeah, so, and you sort of feel that the, the game sort of, you know, just almost got away from the City so quickly, you know, there was, you know, there was a lot of, you know, there was a bit of hype around the game and the, the Big Bank was in, was in good voice to start with and then Rondon scores from, you know, a decent finish from the edge of the box and the ground just sort of fell silent and it never, you know, don't, you know, the team never really recovered and the fans never really recovered and, you know, for a third round cup tie at home to a Premier League opposition, the atmosphere just felt a little bit flat for most of the game and there was never really any sense of, I suppose, belief that Exeter were going to come from behind and, and, and you know, get an equaliser or make too much of a game of it, but and particularly, you know, the goals, they were avoidable goals. I mean, the first one, you've got to question why Rondon's got five yards of space on the edge of the box, you know. And then the second one, it's just, it's a little bit unfortunate, but, you know, extra have got three or four men in the box, and Jay Rodriguez is the only one who reacts and slams the ball away. And it could have been a lot worse had, you know, how Robson Carney not taken one of the worst penalties we'll see this season, <laughs> which, you know, Christy Pimp just sort of fell to the floor and saved, but, you know, and had that got to 3-0 and you could have seen it really going on sort of, you know, 4-5-6 and, you know, a bit of an embarrassing scoreline, but you know, even, the, you know, Exeter were better in the second half, although West Brom sort of they just, just stopped playing almost rather than anything, but you never really felt City were going to get anything out of it and other than Stockley's you know, miss that isn't really anything that created by Exeter, it's a horrible cross, I think, from McAlinden that Foster inexplicably drops. They didn't really create any good chances either. And that's, you know, 
that's possibly a little bit disappointing that we, you know, they've conceded soft goals and they haven't really created anything that you know against you know, a West Brom side, although their Premier League side, they're in, uh, really struggling. You could, you could see a bit of nerves around them, but they just looked to be so much better on the day and didn't really get tested, perhaps, in the way you know, Paul Tisdale and his players would have wanted to. And uh, for me, Harold Robson Carney, possibly one of the worst individual performances I've seen at City this season, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> that he was, you know, just over a year ago, hoping Wales into the, the semi finals of <laughs> the European Championships. Um, yeah, you can just tell he's really low on confidence. Um, he's not a number one striker at West Brom. Um, as Daniel said, it was a pretty awful penalty, and he had three or four pretty easy chances you would say for a player of his quality you know in the Premier League um, all squandered not even close so I think you know cleared the stadium two or three times <laughs> with some shots so they weren't even close to going in um, so yeah thankfully for him um, you know he had a, a poor day as Daniel said it could have been a lot worse and uh, obviously uh, it could have been a lot worse you know if the penalty had been missed and then Jaden Stockley scored the scored the, the sort of easy chance that, that was handed to him on a plate. You know, his second half can be completely different. Uh, Dan, how how crucial was that miss from Stockley? I mean, the way the second half went, you possibly you know at two 0 down, I think it was too much for Exeter to come back. But at two one, you kind of feel that Exeter would have been a, would have been in the game a little bit more. Obviously, you know, West Brom having not won since August, sort of starting to think about that particularly given that they've just given away a goal throughout without Exeter having to do much and you know with just a one goal deficit you don't need to do a lot just one moment of luck or one you know outstanding finish can get you back into the game while as at two nil down you almost it almost felt too much for Exeter if they I think it could have made whether it would have made a difference to the result I'm not quite sure I think West Brom probably would have still had enough about them to, you know, would have picked up their ideas a little bit more, perhaps wouldn't have sat back as much as they did, but it would have made for a lot, you know, a lot more, perhaps a lot more interesting game in the second half, would have would have been a lot closer and would have given City perhaps a bit more belief that they, they could have gone on and could have got the equaliser, you know, and, and you know, take them to a replay or, you know, even better if, you know, they had got it back to 2-2 and then you know, all kinds of nerves around the place, but you know, it's. I don't think it, I, no one expects Foster to drop the ball, and yeah, Stockley knows he should have scored. Everyone knows he should have scored, but it's not. It's not even. It's not even a chance of even dreaming that you're going to take. So you can sort of see why he's not expecting it, and sort of just you know, he's got time to take to take a couple of touches and slot it in, but just instinctively, you know, sticks your toe out of the ball, and there goes the chance. And Jamie, I guess that's the difference between uh, between League Two and the Premier League. When when City were handed that sort of chance on a plate, they they sort of squandered it. When when uh, when West Brom were handed chances like that with 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 a Torres Wehendel clearance leading to Rodriguez's goal, they took the chances, didn't they? Yes, Adam Pardew said after the game, it was that two minute spell was just summed up the FA Cup when they missed the penalty and got the other end of the score and. We all had a pretty good view of it. It gets worse every time you, you watch it. Um, you know, as Stockley said after the game, he 
really didn't expect it. But as he said, you know, all strikers should be ready to, to pounce on those opportunities. Um, you know, he'll be, he said, you know, he was kicking himself. Um, you know, City's top scorer as well, in, in decent form. Um, and yeah, it just shows the classic cliche, if you don't take chances, you're not going to score. Um, you can't afford to do that against most teams, let alone a Premier League team, West Brom in the FA Cup. So, you know, I think that was such a crucial moment in the game because on the stroke of half-time, if that goes in, suddenly the team talks in both changing rooms are completely different and it gets the crowd going, the players are given a lift. And who knows what would have happened. As Daniel said, the second half performance was pretty good um, and something might have been on the cards. But, you know, knowing how Jaden is, he was pretty confident after the game that he wasn't going to lose sleep over it. It's one of those who will put it to rest by scoring on Saturday. But, yeah, you can certainly tell it just showed the, the quality between the two sides. Uh, so let's have a listen to what James Sonny had to say after the game. Jim, the question we're going to ask you is yeah. probably one of the defining bits of the, the game where you almost scored just before half time. Yeah. It just seemed to you just seemed to get the ball from nowhere after a, a bit of a mistake from Mr. Foster. What, yeah. what was going through your mind? And nothing really, just an instant thing. I should have scored. Um, come back to me on my left, and then uh, it's a little bit of an angle, but I should have put it in. Listen. Uh, that's that's it really. I've, uh, normally normally put them away, but sort of happened quite quickly, and then you just get on with the game. But it would have been nice to go in two one, especially the way we played second half. I suppose you were surprised that you got the ball, were you? Ah, uh, yeah. As a, well, as a striker, you've always got to anticipate something like that happening. But it's it was a bit of a surprise, but nonetheless, one that I should have taken. So uh, disappointing for me, but um, proud of the lads. Second half, how we how we uh, sort of rose to the challenge and. And uh, stood up, stood up a bit. Is that one of those ones that's going to keep you up at night? Uh, no, not really. I'm not really like that. Um, just looking forward to the next game, really. So, um, just, uh, just like I say, happy with how the lads plays in the second half, and disappointing to lose. But you know they're a good side, and and we go on to the, the priority, which is the league. How frustrating was it? Because obviously it's so late in that first half. If you'd have put it away, it would have changed the complexion of. The old, you know, a game goal just before half-time changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously you don't know what's going to um, happen second half if that goal goes in, but it probably would have given us a lift at half-time. Um, and then we had a couple of chances second half, which we uh, which we were close on, and uh, it would have been nice, you know, going at the big bank, trying to uh, trying to get the equaliser, because we were, we were putting a little bit of pressure on, the pressure that we could, and uh, yeah, it would, it would have been good all in hindsight, but, um, you know, move on. You've had experience of you know your way for cup with Aberdeen and obviously you a bit of time at Bournemouth. You've been here as well. These big games, obviously not as often as when you were at those other clubs. What's it like to, to go up against Premier League defenders and a Premier League side? Yeah, it's good. You, you always want to test yourself and, and you know you're intrigued to see how, how good they are and uh, like what level they're at and if like your normal game can can affect them. And uh, it, it's it's nice. It can give you a nice confidence boost to know that. You know, you can mix it with these guys, and uh, you, as, as you look up to them, because you watch them every week, and uh, you're watching them on match of the day, and that, and and you respect them for for what they've done. So I've got nothing but respect for where they are, and it's nice. It is nice to share a picture with them, and uh, they're all they all seem like good lads, and um, it was uh, everyone done it in the right way, I think. How did you fare against them? Then? Will you give us your assessment of how you feel I did all right. I was did all right. I was a bit sloppy sometimes in possession, but overall, I think I done well. Um, 
It's not an easy pitch to play on. I think that their boys will, will say that more than most. Uh, it's it's a bit of a it's sticky, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too it's not too good, especially when the ball's coming into feet. But uh, no, I think I done all right. The, the second the first half wasn't us really. We, we we wish we came out like we did second half and played the way we did and enforce ourselves to be brave on the ball and uh, just try and impose ourselves on the on the opposition because we felt like we didn't do that and we were too far from it. Maybe maybe paid them too much respect early first half. So disappointed to get to, to concede those two goals um, in the manner that we did, especially it being our throw-in for the first goal. But second half teams us being brave on the ball and uh, you know trying to trying to go, go for that goal. And uh, I don't think we. Uh, Disgraced ourselves in the slightest. Does this give you? Does this give you guys a boost going into some pretty difficult, or on paper difficult, league games coming up at the top end of League Two? Uh, not particularly because the loss is a loss. You can't really take too much. The performance second half was 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 good. Good. So the games coming up now probably define our season coming up the next month. So we got to find some character in the squad and and some confidence within. That's what we spoke about at halftime, end of the game. We've got to you know find it within ourselves to. To really um, to go out these next few fixtures because they're big ones and uh, we want to be up there, especially when our game in hand comes into play as well. We want to be we want to be in that top three and uh, and be able to utilize it properly. So uh, we're confident with confidence we ever have been, and it's nice to uh, nice to go into these fixtures with something to play for. You'd rather be at this end of the table than the other. How's the nose? Did it affect you at all? Uh, you did it, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it does affect me. It's in your head. It is broken, but it's. I could have put wear that mask, but I think that would have put me off a bit more. Um, I think I think it will settle once. Me, I might get the operation done at the end of the season, or if I get uh, or at the end of the career, because I imagine I'll get a few more uh, coming up. <laughs> Fantastic, uh, Jaden. Obviously, Ruben left yesterday. I mean, as a striker, you know, does that give the other strikers a chance to play alongside you and stuff like that? Yeah, it gives it gives a lot of people a chance. I mean, Ruben's left. I mean, he might have felt like he wasn't playing much. Um, and he's done some. He's done it for himself. Same, same similar situation. Me when I was at Aberdeen, I didn't. You don't want to be somewhere where you're not playing. And uh, he's gone, and, and he's made that decision. And it is time for some people to step up because we've got players in this squad who've got great capabilities and, and potential. Um, MJ's, you know, showing his uh, showing it. At the moment, he's getting a bit more confidence with every game, and uh, I think he just needs because he's got the qualities there. We see, we've seen it every day in training. I saw it the last time I was here on loan. So. It'd be nice for him to get a few more minutes, and you know the club might bring in some more players yet. So there's always that possibility as well. So I think we go again in January. This is the time where you know reassess things, look at where we are. If we win our game in hand, we're in the top three again. I think it's, it's time to uh, you know see where we are and and realise that we're in a, we're in a battle for the top three and automatic promotion really is is the goal. Nothing nothing less. And I guess if, if Paul does bring these players in, then it gives you more confidence. Yeah, then that's what we want. You know, we've got to push ourselves. No one should be guaranteed to play. And um, you see the, the the capabilities of all the squads. We've got a we've got a big squad here and a lot of talent. So you see the people that we're bringing off the bench. So uh, it's nice to uh, it's nice to have that to to fall back on because you get a lot of games in this league. You play a lot of Tuesday night games, and it's it's nice to to be able to use the squad. So I mean, there's got to be competition for places now. Once you're in, you got to get the shirt and and uh, be desperate to play for the club. Uh, so next up, obviously City face uh, a fellow promotion contender in in Coventry. Uh, start an important run, Jamie. Yes, it's one of those, but you can see they can all break in the season. I think so. It's Coventry, Notts County, Luton away. 
Wickham and Mansfield, I think. Something like that, yeah. Although it's meant to be open between, that's been rearranged, of course. So all sides in the top six or seven, it's going to be huge, hugely important. Um, you know, with League Two being the way it is, you can afford to lose two or three and still be in a decent position. But given those fixtures from City, with the form that they're on at the moment, the away form, especially with those trips to Notts and Luton, it's going to be a really difficult um, spell. But, you know, it's, it's a chance to, to prove to everyone that City can compete with the best teams in the league and that they should be um, up in the, in the promotion places. You know, everyone was saying at the start of the season, players in Tisdale, that they want promotion. And what a better way to, to prove that by setting out a statement with a win against a an informed commentary team, but it's going to be such a, a big, big run, um, you know, 15 points at grabs, and if you're looking for promotion, you're going to be wanting to get, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 points out of those games on a good run, but it's going to be such a, a difficult task, I think. And Dan, if you needed any sort of proof of how good form commentary is at the moment, obviously winning in the FA Cup against Stoke on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and that was, you know, you... It's a slightly different scenario. So Stoke, they made a lot of changes. West Brom, you know, I think they made three or four. Stoke made seven or eight changes, and sort of it cost them in the end. But you know, it was a good performance by Coventry. And after a little bit of a slow start this season, obviously they seem to have turned it around. Obviously they gave Exeter their first defeat of the season back in September. And you look, you know, the thing you look at Coventry is that they look like a side who. They don't score many goals, but they also don't concede many goals either, and they sort of keep it quite tight. They've got a young side as well, and they seem to be, you know, you know just hitting form at the right time and, you know, inching their way up the table. Obviously, they're, they're a bigger club. They obviously spent a lot of time playing in, you know, you know, the Premier League and then the Championship for for many years, and you know, they sort of at the minute look like the most likely side to, to get that third automatic spot alongside I think Notts County and Luton who I think most of us expect will go up this season and but it's a game that Exeter you know can win obviously Coventry you know they might still be you know thinking about the FA Cup obviously they're, they're still in that competition they, you know obviously they've not got the glamour draw that they would have <laughs> hoped to wear at MK Dons but then that's a that is a tie that they might be looking at and going, okay, well we can win this and get to the get into the fifth round and keep going. So, you know, you've you've kind of got to see from City's perspective, sort of, okay, well this team that you know Coventry did what we didn't last week. They beat a Premier League club at home, but you know we'll get the win instead, and we'll, we you know we they got their cup win. We'll get their promotions place. Jamie, how should uh, City line up for the game? Well, obviously, it's going to be different with, with Ruben Reed gone, of course. Um, you know, Tisdale opted for the Stockley McElinden partnership, which once again didn't really work. Um, you know, the trouble is, they're playing uh, quite a few long balls up to Stockley lately, and most of those aren't finding him. He's not getting the, the right service. He needs someone to run onto those um, headers, you know. And, McAlinden was playing particularly wide against West Brom on, on the left and it was just one of those games from him where he'd, you know, he'd run with his head down and frustrating um, again. Um, will he make too many changes? I'm not sure, I think it sounds like Jordan Moore-Taylor's back in contention so 
you know, obviously throw him back in the team. Um, probably, I think, based on West Brom, take Danny Seaborn out of the team. I think Troyes Braham will have the better game of the two. Um, the partnership between those two just isn't working at the moment. Um, other than that, I think he'll play, you know, a stacked midfield again. Um, so yeah, can't really see too many changes from the West Brom team to be honest. I think Stockley will start up front, obviously. Um, I guess it's, for me, it's a question if McAlinden plays alongside him or if Tisdale drops for a five-man midfield. But um, I think. The one thing that's frustrating for, for City fans at the moment is the lack of perhaps pace and energy in, in the team. You're not, you know, you're bringing on Lee Holmes, um, who was arguably man of the match against West Brom. Um, I know he's only just, you know, coming back from injury, but you just miss that energy on the left or the right side of midfield because we don't really have that with, you know, Ryan Harley, Jake Taylor's, you know, kind of up there, I suppose, but just miss that energy that. You know, Carl Edwards had when he came on just that ability to take players on because Dean Moxie, I know he's playing left back lately, but he doesn't seem to do that anymore. So I'd like to see some more energy in the team. Um, Matt Jay, you know, he did really well against Barnet and he did well when he came on for the five or ten minutes or so against West Brom. So maybe give him a start again, or I don't know, maybe look at bringing Jack Sparks back into the field. I don't know what he's been up to lately, but yeah, I think they just lack some energy um, in the team, perhaps creativity, so I'd like to see some more of that on Saturday. Uh, so let's have a listen to what Paul Tisdale had to say about the West Brom game and uh, looking ahead to, to this weekend. Well, Alan said that, you know, the turning point of the match in line was they missed the penalty and then obviously James Stockley came very close to actually pulling a goal back. And if that had got in rather than hitting the post, it could have been a completely different match. Would you agree on that? I do, and that would have made that would have made a big difference. Um, goals change situations, and um, that was very much a turning point. I mean, we, we we didn't have a look in for that first 40 minutes, and I'm disappointed in the way that we competed for that first 40 minutes, despite all the the preparation and the and the intent that we despite all the intent that we um, hoped for we didn't get it but even at 2-0 you score one goal we all know one can become two and the way we played in the second half all it needed was a goal it needed a goal and then suddenly it was, I mean, it was interesting anyway at 2-0 but uh, at 2-1 it would have been a, a very very different final parts of the game so um, I agree with him I agree with him that that made a big difference 3-0 the game was over 2-0 we were still in it then we score a goal and it all changes but um, I think Jaden was probably a little bit surprised that the ball landed to him but he somehow contrived to miss it but I thought we did really well second half and um, in some ways it makes it feel the first half you feel worse because you, you played so well in the second half we backed ourselves the players sort of had some freedom about the way they played, they had more purpose, they, they, they had more flow about the way they played and I think we, we actually shaded the second half. I really I, mean, I, hope, I hope I'm not looking through rose-tinted glasses, but I think we shaded that second half. Seemed, seemed to be the introduction of Lee Holmes seemed to make a difference. Yeah, we, I mean, it's about having the players 
connected and close and there's no big gaps in the, in the, in the, in the team. So there were changes we made at half-time in terms of the spaces we covered. But Lee, you know, it's, um, Lee struggled this week with a... hasn't trained all week. And he, he, was, he was in my mind to start the game but just hadn't trained and um, he made a big difference. Actually, all the subs did. Lloyd James came on and played particularly well as well. So I have to say, I, you know, the the second half performance gives everyone a lot of confidence and you know gives us a real real sort of fillip going into what's now going to be a, a hopefully a promotion push. But somehow it makes that first half seem just a little bit more disappointing. What went through your mind when Jade did miss that opportunity? Because it, from where we were sat, it was one of those ones where it looked a lot easier to score than to hit the post from at that range. Well, as is the case in, in most of these situations, you can see better than me. When you're on the touchline and you're looking across yeah. the pit, you don't get a great yeah. view sometimes when the, the ball is that far away. So I, don't really, I couldn't really tell what had happened. Yeah. None of us on the bench actually knew that it hit the post. We, 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 we couldn't really see. But um, you'd have to ask Jaden what, what he thinks about it. But, um, you know, he, I thought he had a really... He's one of our few players that had, you know, from the first, first minute to last minute, he... He backed himself and he did what he does best and he, he, was a, he was a handful. I think Ryan Harley was the other, Christy Pym was excellent, everything, everything stayed in his hands. I mean, he's a, he's a terrific goalkeeper with his, 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 his ability to hold the ball, was fantastic. I thought Ryan Harley looked like, looked like he was a premiership player, as per normal. So, you know, it was, it, those three players really stood out today for us, but we just didn't have enough connection as a team in that first half. And when you play on a big stage like this, it was, the game is kind of live, and, Further away, it'll be a match today, tonight, those sorts of things. Does that, how does that make the team feel when they play so well? You've got players like Christy Pym and that, that must make you proud. Yeah, it does, but um, as I said, it's about the result, it's about we thought we had a chance today. I mean, whether that's right or wrong, you go into the game and you have to believe that, otherwise, what's the point of coming to work all week? So we believe we had a chance, and I think our, our final, final 45 minutes shows that probably we were correct to think that. You know, we did have a chance, but the game's gone. We've lost 2-0. Um, we really wanted to win the game. Um, the, the, the goal in the first minute changes everything. No matter what you say before the game and how you prepare, that goal does change a lot. So there we are. It's life. Um, There's a lot to be positive about. The players who contributed hugely in that second half can hopefully take that forward into next week. Tom Nichols played really against Liverpool a couple of years ago and you got a, a move, I think it was that transfer window, when somebody like Christy Pym plays so well, does that put him in the shop window as well? The players are in the shop window every week, but when you're that particular age and you're that type of you know, young you're player, on the stage. absolutely. Yeah. I don't think Ryan Harley's going to, you know, his age, it's a different dynamic, but with Christy, he's that age and he played really well today. His hands are excellent. With regards to promotion, you've got uh, three of the top sides in the next four games. This is a crucial part of the season, it? it is, yeah. I mean, we always, you know, it's a cliche, the next game is always the most important and it always has the biggest impact on how you feel, but you're absolutely right. If you, if you stand back from it and look at the, the opponents, you'd say this is a big, a big period for us. So, um, yeah, one game at a time, of course, but you're absolutely right. And we've got aspirations to doing well, so, you know, we need to, we need to um, certainly back ourselves like we did the second half today and, and, and put a performance in. Will you strengthen the squad much? We'll try to. I mean, um, there's always a bit of movement in January. We don't need to do too much. Um, in the same way, I'm asking the players to back themselves and believe in their performance. 
I back and believe the players I've got. There might be a change here or there, but generally they're they're good enough in my opinion to do well. Ruben really might you bring another striker in? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so now for the, the important part, uh, what are the predictions for, for uh, Saturday's game? Um, I think it's going to be a scrappy one-all draw with City getting a late equaliser. Um, I don't think Coventry's away form is that brilliant lately and given City's home form. I'm going to go for a narrow 2-1 City win. I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'll go one nil Exeter City win then, and uh, obviously some news that came out of the club in the in the past week with uh, Ruben Reed leaving and, and Paul Jones arriving. Uh, two wow, interesting talking points there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Ruben Reed departure um, sort of came. I don't think anyone was too much expecting it, but if you look at the sort of the, the fee that's come in, obviously you know Forest Green paying a reasonable amount of money for. A striker who's got one goal since September, sitting on the bench of a League Two club, and didn't look hugely interested when he came off the bench. You kind of feel it's almost you know, although City have got a lot of money about them, you know, or have sold players you know over the past, it's a lot of money to turn down for someone who's not part of your your team, and you you can sort of think okay, it's not necessarily the worst move, providing there's some kind of you know plan to bring in, you know, bring someone someone in, whether that's another player on loan or a permanent deal or, you know, I've seen Ryan Loft as a as a trialist, you know, being looked at as well. So you kind of can see the logic behind actually selling Ruben Reed, I guess. You know, the question is, is obviously, what is the plan? Anyone coming in to replace him? Obviously, Paul Jones was, was rumoured as well, to, you know, for a while to be coming back and, you know, he sort of, you know, you know, it looks like Christy Pimm's going to still stay as the number one for the minute. He had a good game against West Brom on Saturday. You sort of feel that potentially Jones might be you know, the better keeper of the two, but it's whether, you know, obviously he wouldn't have been playing much football for a while. You know, need to get back into into the swing of things. But obviously, you know, it gives a bit more experience. Another option as a as a keeper if he thinks that Jones is a better keeper than Christy Pimm. You know, it's a might be a way of strengthening the side, but you know, you kind of feel that there are other other positions that need strengthening a little bit more. Obviously, if Kane Wilson and Kyle Edwards don't come back from West Brom, then you sort of feel you're one short in both those positions. As a winger, you know, there isn't really anyone, as we were as Jim was just saying, who's got that pace to you know to run at the opposition and you know and beat their man like Edwards can and. Pierce Sweeney is the only, you know, the right back at the club at the minute, and you know he had a, you know, he, I think he really struggled on on Saturday against West Brom against better oppositions, and you be sort of thinking, okay, we might need, you know, if you're looking long term, you know, League One level, you might be looking to need need to upgrade there. So whether that's getting Wilson and Edwards back or scouring around the transfer market and seeing who who is available that. There's options that you know City have got a bit of money to spend if they if they want to, but you know it is hard. It's not necessarily obvious to pinpoint this is the man you want to bring into the club. Uh, and then we had a question in from Liam Windsor. Uh, any possible outgoings such as Jordan Moore Taylor and Chrissy Pym? Well, neither of those at the moment are leaving. Obviously, anything could happen in the transfer window with teams putting bids in, but 
I'm not sure you should really believe everything you read on social media, to be honest with with those. Uh, Paul Jones arrived because it allows James Hammond to go out on loan, and, and Jordan Mortade has been injured recently. There's literally nothing more in it than that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's everything from, from uh, today's Grecian Gossip, and uh, join us again next week. <laughs>